You're listening to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Hello. Hi. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. <laughs> and we are officially <laughs> sheltering in place, y'all. We're sheltered in place. We're in our own homes, mm-hmm. um, connecting through the magic of the interwebs. Yes. And Katie. There you, go. <laughs> you did, though. You set up a little pod studio. I did. I did. It, it was mostly really snacks. Good. I love. Mostly snacks, which are off camera. And I had to put them <laughs> away because they're loud. So I respect and I would never eat on, on mic again. <laughs> I'm so glad that we still get to pod though. Makes me very happy. I actually had time to research stuff. It was great. I love it. Because newsflash, um, the the COVID-19 of it all is happening. Mm -hmm. So Katie and I are in Southern California in a county and a state that has issued orders to uh, shelter in place. Yep. Uh, We... As much as we like to think of ourselves, uh, our work was deemed uh, non-essential. Yes. So our work actually has closed for the time being. So mm-hmm. we are fun employed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I actually had time to like research stuff and like highlight it and like organize myself. Unlike I had been able to do for the past few months. Yeah. Um, decades. And... <sighs> Um, the one thing I was not prepared for, one major thing I am missing out on tonight is, uh, is the booze. I did not oh. have any booze at home. Um, uh, I mean, I do have a bottle of wine, but that's not, and I have a bottle of champagne somewhere, but I didn't want to open a whole bottle of things. Yeah, I just wanted like, champagne. a cocktail or, like, a drink. Oh yeah. The champagne I would you have to just drink, drink the whole thing. <laughs> uh, oh God, bottle or nothing. but I didn't want to do that tonight. So yeah, um, I I am enjoying a shelter in place the Virgin cocktail. Uh, it's just a can of Diet Coke. That's delicious. It's uh, crisp and refreshing. I love specifically the taste of Diet Coke. I'm not drinking it because I don't want the calories. Regular Coke tastes real weird to me, mm. but Diet Coke is that aspartame chemically. I'm killing you slowly flavor that uh that really gets me there is a weird so i love sugar so i love a regular coke it's like i'm just like a i don't know you're less than no sweet little like a little hummingbird i want it also though i totally understand that like weird diet coke is somehow weirdly more refreshing pour myself a little glass of diet coke and it's just mmm <laughs> oh yeah, I I went grocery shopping. I saw a case and was like, I haven't had like a case of because I've been trying to wean mm. myself off. I've been doing actually a pretty good job. Hmm. I, my vi- new vice has been iced tea, um, mm. but because I just need to have liquids at all yeah. times, like big like big liquids. Mm-hmm. And um, but I saw the case of Diet Coke and was like, oh god, Diet Coke. Okay, but I'll be like, uh, you know, I'll be very judicious with my mm. Diet Cokiness. I've not been. Um, this is my first one today. Okay. And I waited because I, I mean, I would crack into like three of them a day 
at least if you just let me have them. Mm. Um, I know it's terrible. It's because I want something fizzy and cold. So yeah. I do have a uh, sparkling mineral water as well okay. to curb my fizz crave. So, okay. um, but nothing beats that Diet Coke because I want like the Ugh, rush. Diet Coke is so delicious. I've been trying to drink more water. One, because I'm a dehydrated bitch. And then two, my eczema has been in fucking oh. sane. I cannot calm it. I have the gnarliest patch on my right hand, like over like all those three fingers and the top of that knuckle. Like I just oh. like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just be like, Gah! and I'll just go at it. Like almost like a shoe shyness, like, oh. Oh. um, <laughs> cause it itches so much. And I've been like reading up. Okay. Like I got to get this under control. I got to stop like aggravating it, re-aggravating it. Like I might be eating something. So I've been trying to drink more water just to stay more hydrated, keep my skin nicely hydrated. So I've been trying my best um, to avoid the large two liter Diet Coke that is currently sitting in our fridge. But I may have had Ooh. a little bit. May have had a little bit. Well, that's not all you've had to drink. That's true. That's, Why that don't is, you tell us? That is what very you've true. Had. So I am not doing a sober Sunday. Um, Monday. It's Monday. Oh, oh my god. Um, I. What day is it? Quarantine days are weird. Um, I have had some. I've had a couple. Of uh, Jack and Coke's regular Coke, though. Boo bought the regular Coke with the Shugs. Um, So a little Jack, a little Coke. Also, it was, it is Bottom Bro's birthday today. So (gasps) we had a little family chat. We did a little, um, like, party hang um, with him. And then I watched a little, like, Netflix party with him as well. So cocktails were had and shall be had that's like the hard thing I with just, quarantine i'm drinking a lot <laughs> oh well i just want to point out what you guys did not hear what y'all did not hear that i did hear right before we started recording um it was katie saying like are you ready to go okay let's do this i was sober when we started when i started chatting i'm not sober now <laughs> so in the well honestly i mean we probably were blabbing on for a good 20 minutes before we even mm-hmm. Before we started recording, um, Katie got real drunk in that little uh, space of time. So this is going to be mm. really good. This is going to be it's real be good. High quality entertainment. High quality. Just George Jefferson's and fart facts abound. Oh, George Jefferson <laughs> might be my favorite thing you've ever said on this podcast. It might be one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever said in my life. It was and- a full record, like the needle <laughs> scratching the record. <laughs> break stop moment I've ever had oh my god it was like as soon as I realized what I had done I was like oh no and like my break because I was really drunk that night too or not drunk I was super tipsy that night too yeah and it took me that long to process what you had (laughs) said and like for it to like like in my head match up with the photo oh was like wait wait a minute what (laughs) Jefferson Back at Jefferson. So today <clears throat> we wanted to get back into our our roots a little bit and mm-hmm. go for kind of a more um, sexually themed topic. We haven't we haven't really covered anything uh, about sexuality in a little bit. That's true. Um, and also kind of 
keeping in mind the shelter in place that a lot of uh, social distancing shelter in place that obviously a lot of people are are going through in the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, ah, how about nocturnal orgasms in women? So these are, it's not masturbation, not sexual relations with another person or with like a toy. These are kind of like wet dreams for women. Mm. Um, Although there's not always wetness, I guess. Not that much wetness involved. Um, But it's uh, like a sleep orgasm. So orgasming in your sleep. Okay. Um, So I... Did some 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 researching on the uh, the Google Scholar, and as with most areas of sexuality in women and something positive, um, there's not a lot of research on it. Um, most of the scholarly research I found was from the 70s and the 80s, even okay. in more current articles that are like non-scholarly, like um, uh, Vice, Hello Giggles, like you know that are, mm-hmm. that are much more recent. They all cite the research from the 70s and 80s. Okay. That's Hmm. kind of all there is on it. They just stopped. Um, There are, they just, yeah, they're just not (laughs) interested. Nobody, no one cur. Nobody cares. Um, So there are some mentions of it in some wet dream research and Mm -hmm. and other, like, especially that um, when we did Sexomnia. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. An article about, um, uh, sexual sleep disorders. So it's kind of mentioned briefly in there, not as a disorder, but it's just it, it's just referenced in that article. And I found that article got pulled up in some of my research, but it's just like a mention of it. Huh. There, there's not any study that went along with it. It's just something that happened to have gotten mentioned in that article about other sleep disorders. Okay. So this is by Dr. Marcel Hyman. I just was saying that out loud. It's not spelled like that. H-E-I-M-A-N. (laughs) What else was he going to study? So this is from the Journal of American Psychoanalytic Association from 1976. Okay. This is as old as I am, y'all. So Dr. Marcel uh, summarized the literature in the last uh, 100 years of research uh, regarding sleep orgasm in women. Mm-hmm. And the findings of non-psychoanalytic writers. Okay. And he just has a quick seven things that uh, that he found. They may be the result of psychic stimuli proceeding from the brain. So just hmm. some stimulus in the brain uh, because it is the brain that controls everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an expression of a normal sexual drive and neither the cause nor the result of neurosis. So mm. it's not the cause or the result of some other issue. It's just something that can happen in a normal in normal sexual behavior. Okay. Um, uh, sleep orgasm may occur prior to the experience of a wakeful orgasm, and the memory of it may have become repressed. Okay. Okay. Uh, remember, it's 1976, y'all. Uh, it may be the result of sexual abstinence. And this is something that a couple of people have referenced in more um, current articles. Two women who wrote two different um, articles referenced like a dry spell mm. preceding 
the uh, the sleep orgasms. Uh, they may be the result of anxiety. Okay. They may take place exceptionally prior to the onset of your period of menstruation mm-hmm. uh, because of the hormone levels. Yeah. Um, the person in the dream accompanying sleep orgasm may or may not be an incestual object. Mm, I don't really know that, but I'm just going <laughs> to leave that there. Um, so there was, there were two different articles, uh, three years apart, one from 83, one from 86 by Barbara L. Wells. Okay. One, it, it seemed to be the same study and she just wrote different article, different papers based on the same research that she did. Okay. So she did, um, it just has a large Midwestern university. So I'm going to assume that it could have been the Kinsey Institute. It could not have been, but it was a study of undergraduate and graduate women. Um, It was 245 uh, women in their 20s. Okay. And in the first study, it is nocturnal orgasms, females' perceptions of normal sexual experience. And this was in the Journal of Sex Education and Therapy from Mm -hmm. 1983. And she said the purpose of this article is to provide data concerning a sparsely studied topic in the field of human sexuality, female nocturnal orgasms. Mm -hmm. The study utilized a series of self-reporting questionnaires completed by 245 female undergraduate and graduate students. Um, Mm -hmm. Among the sample, the circumstances under which nocturnal orgasms occur varied widely, and nocturnal orgasms were not common knowledge nor overwhelmingly accepted. The major conclusion from this study is that female nocturnal orgasms are not a deviant form of sexual behavior and are deserving of further study. Preach it. So basically, (laughs) that whole study was just like, yep, it happens. Yep. Cool. Normal. We should probably study this more. Yeah. Let me, let's let's, let's lean into it. (laughs) End of article. Yeah. (laughs) So same author, Barbara L. Wells, wrote for the Journal of Sex Research in 1986 Predictors of Female Nocturnal Orgasms, a Multivariate Analysis. Um, So the same study, it appears to be the same study because she references, again, undergraduate and graduate women, 245, from Mm -hmm. a large uh, Midwestern university. They volunteered to complete nine self-report scales and inventories. 37% of the sample reported that they had experienced a nocturnal orgasm. And 30% reported having had the experience in the past year. Oh. Positive attitudes towards and knowledge of nocturnal orgasms, sexual liberalism, and waking sexuality excited from sleep without experiencing orgasm were the most important predictors of nocturnal orgasm experience. Hmm. The reported incident, wait, the reported incidents. Uh, in this sample is higher than in comparative samples of previous studies. So interesting. A few more people, a slightly higher number of women mm-hmm. reported having them in this study than had in other previous research, but there's not a whole lot of previous yeah. research. Um, then I got to, these are the non-scholarly things. So kind of more pop culture-y um, hello giggles, vice, I think health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found this article in Hello Giggles. Um, 
is this it's called it was uh, from a like uh, a writing a write-in column where somebody okay. asked is this normal so they they oh, wrote that it. they experienced these uh sleep orgasms and is this normal and um i'll link all of this stuff obviously like on the show notes that we post and i'll actually do it this time <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but this the author of the hello giggles column referenced another study that i found and that was called patterns of female sexual arousal during sleep and waking vaginal thermoconductance studies hmm. and there are one two three four five six seven eight authors won't list them all it'll be linked in the show notes mm-hmm. if you're super interested um and so the hello giggles uh columnist did a really good job of kind of summarizing the article so i'm going to just read excerpts from what she wrote mm-hmm. that a woman's heart rate jumps to about 100 beats per minute from 50 so this is during sleep So you go from about 50 to 100 beats per Mm. minute. Blood flow to the vagina increases significantly, and the breathing increases from 12 to 22 breaths per minute. Wow, almost doubles. So, So, and it says, yes, having a sex dream does increase the likelihood of orgasm during REM sleep. The breathing, uh, the blood flow, and the heart rate were all things that were cited in other articles and other studies mm-hmm. of things that could contribute to a okay. sleeping orgasm. Okay. Um, so she's saying, since this is happening to you on the regular, because the person who wrote in said that she was having them on a pretty regular basis. I think at yeah. least once a month. I'm not, I can't remember exactly. Oh, wow. So because this is happening to you on the regular, you're probably well aware that you're not touching yourself to bring on these orgasms. The cool thing, it's your brain that's giving you all this nighttime pleasure. Mm. So it's all just brain signals that, that are because yeah. your brain is what's controlling you can stimulate you know manually or with a toy or with a partner but it's all about the brain That's, yeah you know, what you the sensations that you're going to feel are all just like brain signals mm-hmm. so when you're in rem sleep blood flow increases to your genitals meaning that you're aroused so combine that with a sex dream and your brain is perfectly primed to provide you with a sleep orgasm mm. here's how this works technically When you touch your clitoris, it activates a certain part of your brain, but that same brain activation can happen just by thinking about touching your clitoris. Hmm. So when blood flow to your vagina increases during REM sleep, and then you dream about the sex, the clitoris activation part of your brain lights up and brings on that wave of pleasure. Um, So it's, it's like the stimu, it's the stimulation of the clitoris activation Mm -hmm. but without touch it's just your brain it's the brain signals sending the right signals to the right area and your body can just yeah and like and also too like it seems like your body is primed for it because you noted like when you're in rem sleep blood flow increases to your genitals so it's like right it's like a perfect little like cocktail it's the perfect little cocktail storm yes (laughs) the Okay, so then this is uh, an article from Vice in 2015. Uh, what are sleep orgasms and how can I have one? By Stevie Martin. Oh. Um, so Clear she distinction, not Steve Martin. Stevie Martin. <laughs> not Steve Martin, Stevie Got Martin. Got it. Um, so, this, so this is according to the Kinsey Report. 
37% of women will experience sleep orgasms by the age of 45. Hmm. Okay. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and have still never woken up climaxing, you're in luck. The highest incidence of nocturnal orgasms for women overall occur between their 40s and mid-50s. <gasps> Shit. Love it. Mm -hmm. Unlike men who sadly experience all of the dream coming in their teens and early 20s, it starts to diminish much more rapidly in their 30s mm -hmm. and happening less often. Okay, so uh, a number of factors often hold women back from having orgasms during sex. And this is according to mm -hmm. Dr. Debbie Herbenick, who wrote, uh, she's the author of The Corgasm Workout. And she okay. is at um, Indiana University. Uh, she's a Kinsey, research, Kinsey Institute researcher. She says, including not having enough information about how to have an orgasm, an uncaring partner or one who doesn't prioritize her partner, not giving it enough time, such as during masturbation or oral sex, body image concerns, and so on. Hmm. Um, so because... It's wrapped up in confidence, security in our own brains. Orgasms tend to get better with age for women hmm. because the more comfortable you become with your own body, with your sexuality, the more you're able to relax and sometimes experience more orgasms or more intense mm. orgasms just because mm -hmm. you are more, not for every woman, but for, you know, a, a big part of it is understanding like kind of what's happening to your body and then also being okay with what's happening mm -hmm. to your body, like not having the shame of it, not freaking out because like, oh my God, what is this? So as we age and become more comfortable with our own bodies and with sexuality, the quality of the orgasm can get better. Yeah. Um, they generally get easier with age and experience. And when women have sex with regular partners who feel that who they feel care for them, Mm. Thus, uh, we see higher rates of orgasms among those in their mid to late 20s, 30s, and 40s. Hmm. Um, so it says, makes sense then that sleep orgasms are the same. So they're happening more often to older women, peaking in like oh. the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, That's beautiful. Right? <laughs> so this is a good reason to believe that orgasms while sleeping are not, in fact, the result of genital stimulation, but instead are created in the brain. And this is Barry R. Commissarek, mm -hmm. Beverly Whipple, and Sarah Nazar, ooh, Nazar Zadeh. Yeah. Yes. In the, uh, oh God, because I forgot you got the thing in front of you too. The Orgasm <laughs> Answer Guide. <laughs> Studies have also found that those with spinal cord injuries resulting in a lack of connection between the brain and genitals can also sleep orgasm. <gasps> so basically, if you have a working clitoris and or vagina, you can dream climax. Love that. Snaps for um, that. Yay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, orgasms may involve pretty much every bodily system, but they're ultimately controlled by the brain. Hmm. So they talk about... Um, Men in their teens often can't control the erections. Like it'll mm -hmm. happen and they can't control when it happens. It just like pops yeah. up out of nowhere. Um, arousal is dominated by their brains rather than physical contact. So they're like they're the example they use is kind of like the stereotype of like getting a boner during math class. Yeah. Nobody touched it. 
you're just thinking about it and all of a sudden it happens. So the erection is happening without physical contact. It's all just brain stimulation. They're saying that the uncontrollable sleep orgasm, so wet dreams Mm -hmm. in men tend to diminish as they get older because they gain control of their orgasm. So it's Mm. happening more as a result of physical contact rather than just the brain. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like for men, the brain boner is real strong and a wild, just like a wild cannon (laughs) in the beginning of their sexuality. And as they get Mm -hmm. older, it switches. It needs to be uh, more physical, Mm -hmm. a a physical response rather than a brain response. Um, Okay, I'm going to skip over some of this stuff. Um, so this is the uh, article by uh, the Vice article by Stevie. Still, she is saying um, the closest equivalent is probably premature ejaculation. Oh, okay. Uh, while there's a root cause, while the root cause is unclear, but it has been linked to anxiety, guilt, or depression. Similarly, the inability to orgasm in women is largely associated with the same symptom. Same Interesting. Mm. Um, so she said, for those who can orgasm when not sleeping and fancy giving it, giving the sleep orgasm a whirl, mm-hmm. um, this is according to Stevie. There are certain ways you can encourage it. So it's unresearched. There's no how-to guide. It's kind of, I when I was reading this stuff, I kept thinking it's kind of like a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. There are some things that people say can work to help you have a lucid dream but there's no instruction manual and there's no guarantee Mm -hmm. like if you do a b and c you're gonna for sure have a lucid dream so there's some things you can do to maybe help encourage sleep orgasm but it doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen yeah um but it says first it helps if you've had a pair of orgasms followed or a fair few orgasms followed by a sudden drought so Mm -hmm. lots of orgasm activity and then a, a drought a dry spell Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days or a few weeks, however long it takes to make you think, ugh, I haven't had one in a while. Uh, uh, anything that plants the seed in your mind, basically. So something to plant a little like, hmm, I could use, I could I could do with an orgasm right now. Um, mm. Second, it said it uh, may help to lie on your front. So laying mm-hmm. face down. Mm-hmm. And it's not about genital stimulation, but they're saying it could encourage <laughs> that for some reason that position has been proven in research to provoke sex dreams. Hmm. And it could be a blood flow, like maybe ha- being on your stomach helps the blood flow to your genitals hmm. a little more or just a little bit of extra pressure there. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, oh, it says because apparently because you're likely to get a bit short of breath at this point if you're on your stomach. Hmm. You could be a little short of breath, short of breath, and that can help you increase your respirations. Oh, so you're breathing a little faster, which is one of those factors that they said could mm-hmm. contribute to orgasms. Third, you have to be tired, like exhausted. And she does say there's no scientific evidence for that other than some other a writer named Daisy Buchanan who wrote an article on sleep orgasms. Hmm. And she's convinced that being exhausted is what triggered hers. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, you have to think about something pretty hot as you drop off. This is a given. Go crazy. It's not like anybody's around to judge you. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> so this is another one of those articles written from the point of view from a woman who has 
uh, sleep orgasms, mm-hmm. uh, who has them. This is an, by Melissa Palmer in Health on health.com. July 31st, 2017, she says that she has them on average of twice a month. Okay. Well, that's a lot. That's frequent. Yeah. She talks about uh, how she was in high school when she experienced her first orgasm. Mm. Um, It was – and her first orgasm was a sleep orgasm. She woke up in the middle of the night and felt it. Um, She said, I didn't know what happened. I just knew it was fantastic. Oh, preach it, girl. Uh, She – she later learned that she had experienced a sleep orgasm, and the technical term is nocturnal orgasm. Okay. And according to a Dr. Ian Kem, sorry, Ian Kerner, um, obviously there isn't a lot of research on nocturnal orgasms, <laughs> but many of his patients report experiencing them. So this is one of those things that a lot of women report them happening, and no one cares. No one gives a fook, apparently. Or people are uncomfortable with it or just oh, don't ladies, orgasm worthy of yeah. it. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so Dr. Kerner says during sleep, the body is relaxed. And in REM phase sleep, there can be increased blood flow. So again, the increased blood flow could be a factor. Um, the mm-hmm. possibility of a sexy dream will increase um, psychogenic arousal. So just like oh, your brain okay. getting all sexified and sending those mm-hmm. signals to your to your clitoris. Um, so she says she experiences them about twice a month, more mm. or less, depending on how stressed she is. Her husband, who shares a bed with her, usually knows when they happen. Um, the dream often results in a steamy real-life romp after I wake up. So <gasps> That's she fun. wakes up and is like, let's go. <laughs> Some of the best, like when you wake up in like a sleamy, a sleamy, a sleepy, dreamy. A sleamy, sleamy, sleamy. Sleepy, yes. dreamy is sleamy from now on, you guys catch on love it and she did say that she's been experiencing them for about 20 years Mm. she said i can't necessarily control whether or not i have one um she thinks going to bed super relaxed seems to help Mm. uh she tries to work within my dream okay so there are times when i guess it's almost like a lucid dream if she's Mm -hmm. aware that it's starting to happen she tries to work with her dream Mm -hmm. to help it spark like a firework instead of fizzing out um, oh. and it's usually as easy as not fighting it for her that if okay. she feels it, hmm. if she can, if she's in, and I've, okay, I've experienced them. It's mm-hmm. not been twice a month, but it's pretty, I guess somewhat frequently, like, mm. you know, a handful a year, maybe oh, like okay. once a quarter, let's say. Yeah. One, one every quarter. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm woken up. Once it started, the, like the physical uh, sensation is what wakes me up. But there mm-hmm. are times when I wake up just before I can st- – I'm starting to like – I'm starting to wake up right at, right before it happens. Mm-hmm. And I've woken myself up and like stopped it, not on uh, purpose. But just because like I woke up like, what's happening? Yeah. And then I'm like too awake. I'm like, oh, fuck. Go back to sleep. And it, it's gone. <laughs> um, but then there are times when I can feel it happening and I, I can – at the right moment, I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And I just try to not interrupt my thought and, oh. like, not move. Mm-hmm. Don't like, don't shift positions. Just, like, whatever is happening, <laughs> just, just let it be. And, like, can, can ride out the wave with it. Yeah. And then just, like, well, that was great. And right back to sleep. It's great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I've never noticed a pattern of, like, 
did I go to bed super relaxed? Did I have a long dry spell? Mm-hmm. Um, what did I eat? What position was I in? None of it. It just, it just happens. Yeah. Sometimes it just, it just happened. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely had my fair share of like, I've had kind of like kind of steamy or sex dreams where I'm aware that I'm like aroused in the dream and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. But I can't recall ever waking up like in the middle of an orgasm or in the middle of a climax of an orgasm. I've definitely had the ones where I've woken up and I've been aroused because of what I was dreaming about, but never like in mid crest. (laughs) Yeah. And that's happened to me. The being awoken and kind of aroused by what I was dreaming of happens Mm -hmm. more often than the nocturnal orgasm, but the nocturnal orgasm happens semi-regularly. And I'm just Mm. like, and it's intense. Intense. Yeah, it sounds intense. Super intense. Like, and the, kind of the best part is waking up and not knowing. Is uh, it's almost like being on a seesaw, <laughs> and if I if I can just figure out which way to lean into it, mm. let it finish. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the fun part of it. It's yeah. almost like um, like denying it just a tight denying myself of it just a tiny little bit, and then okay, let it happen. Yeah. And then it's just, <laughs> That was fun. That's fun, guys. Fascinating. Yeah. 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 But it's crazy times. But I'm so glad that we're still able to to do the pods. I'm glad we're all staying safe. I know. Staying indoors as much as we can. I do have to venture out tomorrow to get some groceries. Try to keep finding that toilet paper. Oh my God. I know. Um, We need some TP. Like Listen, a friend of of the pod, uh, Dan, said the 99 had that had had restocked in her area. So that might I might hit that 99 out by you. I might um, need to. We don't have one here in town. Yeah, Um, I did score some some nice TP off a doctor boyfriend who's looking out for me. That's nice. Um, And he also gave me some flushable wipes. You do. I do what you gotta do. He gave me like. He gave me a case of flushable wipes, <laughs> uh, which are basically like gold to me right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I've been rationing out for myself the TP that I use. I'm like, okay, take a square and then take a square. Just depending oh, on what's I, happening. Yeah. Today, like I had just a number one and mm-hmm. I just like took a pull of the toilet paper, looked at it, went, uh-uh. And I rolled it back, <laughs> manually yes. rolled it back and was like, girl, five squares is plenty for that. Oh, my go. God. Yeah, I've been like, okay, enjoy, one, two, three, enjoy those five squares. Yes, and you know what? I feel like all else fails. Hop in that shower real quick. Just, chicka, chicka, chicka. I mean, I feel like bidet sales not... are going to go up. Oh, I think they did. Um, I am loving Doctor Boyfriend's uh, cleanup situation because mm-hmm. should things go awry, he's got two bathrooms that have the like detachable shower head love love so i could have one of those all to myself love i love that. sit on it for 20 or 30 minutes (laughs) a deep cleanse (laughs) a deep a deep refreshing cleanse um (laughs) no he's also got tons of in if all else fails he got tons of paper towels i'll I'll take a bounty to my bum. That's fine. Yes, to do what you got to do. Just toss that in the trash because I think that okay, will clog yeah. the toilet. Non, yeah. yeah, that's a non-flush, yeah. a non-flush sit. Non-flushable. I got to spritz yeah. it with a little water to <laughs> soften the blow, if you will. 
Um, contingency plans. Contingency plans. I need to find toilet paper at some point. Oh my point, god, we do too. The, store, the stores will restock, and I will get. I I nearly had some at the CVS here locally, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, CVS in Santa Paula. Shout it out! I gave myself up. My my identity has been <laughs> Santa Paula. The CVS in Santa Paula, I have now gone there twice where employees have gone to the back room and mm. taken out packages of toilet paper for themselves. Like oh. somebody's grabbed it for them when it got stocked. And this is the first time that they're coming back into work. Because um, yeah. I saw someone, she had two rolls of two, well, a pack of, I think it was a pack of toilet paper and a pack of paper towels. And I was like, oh, you have toilet paper in stock? And she's like, no, sorry. And I just went like, oh. Yeah, I feel for them though because like I I know the last time the boo was at um, the Target, he was talking to one of the older like cashiers, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's so refreshing to see someone like your age not like hoarding everything." She's like, "I I can't go shopping until my shift is done," and then there's like fucking true. nothing, and I'm like, "Ooh, okay, yeah." It's just I don't understand whoever decided to get like Started 20 rolls of toilet paper. the What's toilet paper. Fucking wrong with you. Clearly you've, you've never been in a blizzard. <laughs> you have literally ruined it for all of us. Uh, you're the worst. God. Like, I know. I, know I was we... going to keep trying. I just got to keep yeah. trying. And they said that they had some at like eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then by 10, it was gone. Oh my God. That's so insane. So we have a, a roll of toilet paper left and I don't know what <gasps> we're going to do. No, girl. I'll yeah. give you some flush of wipes. Oh. <laughs> we, we got to meet somewhere and I got to like, I'll toss them up on the roof. Give me like the, the football toss. We are like, oh, we're God. pretty resourceful. We'll find it. We'll do, we'll do what we got to do. We'll just shower. We're meh. Kleenex. We're not going anywhere. So we'll just <laughs> like, well, what are we going to do? Um, oh, in between man. recording little videos and like, I don't know trying to find ways to make money i'm gonna hit i'm I'm telling you i'm gonna hit that 99 i'm gonna buy as big of a pack as yeah. i can get if i find some near you i'm gonna call you and tell you like okay. girl you get here now we do have that Snap little some like... gloves on <laughs> oh what about that little market yeah that little market i feel like since we're literally right next door we can probably like creep Just down in the morning boo. He, they love him they they love, love him. him you should they, they're obsessed should with him. over and say like when you got that you got that sweet TP. You don't have, they don't Text have to me save when you it. Got just that TP. like, just come up. With, give me a little. Give me a little tap. I'll put some money on the, under times. the mat. Just give me a little bit of TP. Oh, Doctor Boyfriend and I ordered pizza over the weekend to be mm. delivered, and then of course it had the option of um, leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. But because I used my card to pay for it, they called me right after the order was placed and said, "Oh, since you checked, leave it at the door. We do need a signature from you for the oh. sale." So he's going to, they're like, okay, so when he gets there, he's going to call you. He's going to leave it at the door with the receipt, walk away. You come out, take the food, sign the receipt, leave it on the doorstep for him. And when you go back inside and close the door, he'll come back up to the porch to get it. Like a coordinated thing. And then the guy called like to make sure he was at the right house, delivered the pizza, walked away and parked across the street. I came out, grabbed the food, passed it off to Dr. Boyfriend signed the receipt and i had a cash tip for him like in an envelope oh my god <laughs> and i was like here's your tip and I, like, <laughs> set them set them nicely on the porch and he's like thank you <laughs> from oh across god. the street thanks cuties yeah, it, it was I a whole it. 
like shout out to to that pizza place uh for for all the extra effort mm, just, i just want to soak in a vat of honey right now my skin is so itchy and Ooh. sore i just want to soak in honey that's got anti-microbial oh, properties shit, to it i should have bought mouthwash it's although it's not by, it. it's not bacteria Ugh. um Okay, I am got to oh pee. I got to eat today. All right. I might eat some food too. We'll see you when we see you. Um, we're the Bottom Bible everywhere. Find us, DM us, do all the things. Great. Do the things. We'll right. be here. Bye. Bye. To tell me why.